I said, hey. 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 <laughs> We're back with another Arthur episode with a new host, returning guest to the podcast, my sister Annie. So excited. Waves to the audience. <laughs> Hello, all you wonderful. I'm scared I'm going to get the title wrong. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> so usually we start off with like a good quote or something, but since we're doing character palooza, I don't really know. I was just thinking, I said Arthur character. What's the first one that comes to your mind? Annie. Brain. Oh, I would say brain too. But you, Lauren? <laughs> I would say Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple woman. I love it. Before we head into this episode, just a few quick reminders. Our film for March's film club viewing is True Grit from 2010. Um, not the one with John Wayne, unfortunately. And a reminder to fill out the bracket for this March Madness by March 15th. It is the hottest Disney animated character. You can access it by going into the show notes and clicking the link there, making a prediction. Or you can also email abttg95 at gmail.com with the subject line March Madness. Remember that you're filling it out according to your own opinion and your own preference, not necessarily trying to match up with anybody else. So yeah, so we're doing Character Palooza, Arthur style. We have 15 categories. We'll go around. Annie, you'll start us off. If we have any honorable mentions for that category, we'll do it after everyone said who they're talking about. All right. Our first category is who from the Arthur universe do you aspire to be? I would say Sue Ellen. Ah. And I actually wasn't sure if I should come up with an adult and a child that I aspire to be. So I have both. But Sue Ellen... Because she always was pretty assertive, and she struck me as somebody that is brave, and I also felt like she was really creative, open-minded. She was pretty cultured because she had traveled and lived different places with her family, and mature. Um, I actually looked up a little, like, bio sketch of her and it said she's very mature and artistic for her age which is the reason she makes friends with people older than herself such as betsy johnson (laughs) (laughs) who the (laughs) speaking of obscure characters right the fashion lady you know that that crazy she has like crazy hair Anyway, so I just felt like there were a lot of characteristics of Sue Ellen that I aspire to even today as an adult, even though she's a child character. I love that, Annie. Such a good pick. Sue Ellen is such a fantastic character. She is very talented. I said Grandma Thora. I just aspire to be this kind grandmother that plays bingo all the time and just lives her life and goes and sees her grandkids sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my goal <laughs> grandma thora has some incredible moments too like she's savage at times she is also your baking doesn't have to be anything incredible so good <laughs> i said mr Rapburn. i just adore him he's probably one of my top favorite characters but just his like absurd attention to details of knowledge and learning like I aspire to be that awful and that annoying and that like just over the top. Like I feel like there's one time and it's to a certain extent, right? Like, but there's one time like that he's alone for Thanksgiving and he's watching this like eight part documentary on 
like the history of dentistry and I'm just like goals that's amazing (laughs) um so obviously not to that extent but (laughs) I just love Mr. Rappern and he's always like he cares so deeply about his students and like will adapt uh, lesson plans to fit their needs and different things like that while still upholding this high standard of education so what a gem and his fashion sense green on green Rachel when you correct me with my or French pronunciations. I feel like you're meeting your Mr. Rappin goals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any honorable mentions? So I this is where I put Oliver Fransky. So good. Aww. Love him. Because I just feel like he's so funny and so kind. So that would be the adult I aspire to be. I didn't have an honorable mention. My other one is the brain, which similar reasons as Mr. Rappin. But I have always wanted to be the brain and I don't think I quite am but I just love the brain so much and my favorite Arthur podcast like always hates on the brain and always they do not like him and I'm like I don't like you <laughs> so why? because they just think he's too much of a like a Sheldon character but I really don't I've never viewed him as this like like awful know-it-all like he's just he's the brain he's so funny I love him so much <laughs> anyway Our second category is, who are you least like? I put Francine Frensky. Because she's so athletic and I am not. And she's like very coordinated with hand-eye coordination with all the sports. And I'm not. I was never good at like kicking balls or anything like that. And she is kind of mean. And Mm -hmm. I guess I feel like I am not very mean. Maybe some people out there would disagree with that, but, (laughs) um, and she also is really talented musically. She can sing and I have a terrible singing voice and she seems that she like maybe has a hard time academically Mm. and that's maybe where I'm like stronger suited. So I felt like I'm least like Francine. I like it. Although I would fight back against your uh, not athletic because I've played many a sport with you and you can match me. So if you're not athletic, then I'm also not athletic. Well, I guess I just feel like when I think about Francine, she's like, that's the first thing I think of is her athleticism. Yeah. And I guess I think about it in like the realms of like hand-eye coordination. And that's really, I'm so bad at that. Like (laughs) hitting a ball. I'm so bad at that. Like I can run a far distance. Like as long as the athleticism doesn't require coordination, (laughs) I guess (laughs) is where I feel like that's where I was like, I'm not like that. Mm, Does that make any sense? Totally. I also said Francine. It's mostly more for her personality. Just like being very brash and kind of in your face, a little bit bossy. Um, Like she's still a really good friend, but I'm just not like that. I would rather be off to the side, not in the spotlight. Like I just watched The Desk Wars and she like joins in. I mean, everybody joins in on the threats and the chaos. But I I see myself more as the George person that's like in the middle, like trying not to cause any conflict, just kind of quieter. I don't see you as a Francine. Agree. Agree. <laughs> um, I said I was least like Bitsy Baxter. <laughs> Bitsy's a hero. <gasps> I I mean, I feel like I do get anxious and worried, but I feel like that is her defining character trait, like where she is so obnoxiously anxious. And I, I definitely do have anxiety or like moments where I'm filled with 
I, but I just don't feel like that is my normal place to operate from. And <laughs> Bitsy is just like psychotic sometimes and like, <laughs> like to a fault where she makes Buster do all these things that are like, he, he has to wear the swim cap and he has to, she's not a bad character. She's uh, not a bad mother. She's an amazing working independent single mother. But I just feel like I don't aspire to be exactly like, I don't know. <laughs> I just praised her and I'm like, but I don't want to be like her. I'm sure there's some overlap, but I just don't really see me and Bitsy. Also not that you need my stamp, but I'm like, agreed. Don't see you as a Bitsy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did need it. <laughs> Any honorable mentions for the category? Me neither. All right. On to number three. Who did you see yourself as a child? I feel so lucky that I'm getting to go first, but I, because I feel like there's a good chance Lauren picked the same person. Fern. I, so my little description of Fern is that she's usually pretty timid and a little bit nervous. And I think I could relate to that as a kid. She loves reading and I love to read when I was younger. And is particularly interested in gothic and horror themes. Icon. So <laughs> that also fit. And she writes poems and stories. And I wrote a lot of those when I was little. I wrote a story in like, I can't remember how old I was, but it was called The Witch. And it was like one of my like proudest accomplishments when I was little. I, I thought I was like this. so cool for writing this story called The Witch. <laughs> and she's an amateur detective. <laughs> and shout out to when I was little and me and my sisters, Kim and Becky, we like got this notebook and we were like trying to spy on this woman that like came to help my mom clean the house. Not Her Nancy. Name was Nancy. And we would like <laughs> fully got our notebook and was like, what's Nancy? What's Nancy about? So I feel like the amateur detective I also saw in myself. <laughs> not expecting a Nancy reference on the podcast. I'm dying. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. We didn't solve anything. Like I'm like, I don't know what we solved, but we definitely no, Nancy had like our notebook. So full definitely. of mysteries. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think I was a lot like Fern as a child, but when I was a child, I definitely saw myself as Arthur. Oldest child, dealing with annoying younger siblings, main character. (laughs) And like I totally saw, I've said this before, but I saw my parents as his parents. Arthur's mom is my mom in my mind because they both have like short brown hair. Mostly the oldest sibling, I think. But then, I don't know, because you see most of Arthur's life and how he lives. And so I just be like, yeah, that's just like my life. And I think Arthur's characteristics, too, like he's not super bossy. He's like, he's pretty mellow, goes with the flow. He's a good friend. He tries to be a good kid, does his best. So saw myself as the main character. (laughs) Classic. So this is kind of funny that you guys said that you were least like her because I was 100% Francine as a child. Like, that is who I always wanted to be. That is who I, like, strove to be. I loved to play sports. Like, at recess, I would be playing with all the boys. We'd play football or basketball. Like, and I was like, yes, I'm just like Francine. (laughs) I would, like, put on Arthur plays by myself downstairs in the big room. And I always cast myself as Francine every single production. I was totally bossy. I was such, and I'm sure it has carried over to adulthood as well, but like I would go play with Mariah and Mariah would tell Catherine, 
Rachel's so bossy. Like that is something that is just has followed me my whole life is that I'm kind of a jerk and take forceful control of situations. But also I started to learn how to drum for Ryan Winterton for a time because I wanted to be like Francine. (laughs) So she was definitely a role model when I was little. And although she totally has her flaws and can be a bit of a bully and I, I don't know, I just really identified with her and wanted to be exactly like her so I did not know that about Francine I do have a quick question for the two of you who's bossier Francine or Muffy Mm, Muffy I don't know I feel like it depends on the situation I think Muffy's more particular and has more rules set out for how she lives her life and how she expects other people to live but I think Francine has a lot more like reactive energy so I don't, I don't know. I guess if you're looking at it like a rule set mindset, then I would think Muffy. But I feel like Muffy doesn't really try and impose generally on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's only when they like kind of come into her space. Whereas I think Francine has a lot more opportunity to like impose herself on the group, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. No honorable mentions for me. Me neither. All right. Number four. So excited for this. Who would you take on a date to the Sugar Bowl? Buster Baxter really because he's so much fun he is I feel like it would just be such a fun time and I would be laughing a lot and he would know the secret menu items (laughs) to get at the sugar bowl or like the best thing to get he would be the perfect match to go on a date there because he loves sweets I love it. I love it. But you might end up with like a fish tail ice cream combo. He he goes for well, those. I feel like if he's on a date, he'll be like trying to like mm, impress. Okay, impress okay. Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good date. <laughs> you knew this was coming. <laughs> it's Matt the garbage man. <laughs> From Arthur cleans up. He's just the handsomest Arthur character and I'm in love with him. But also he's really smart. He works the computer part of the dump. Like you can't just be some regular garbage man. You got to have knowledge. So he's skilled and handsome. Very kind. The way he treats Arthur, the child, when he's coming and bothering him at work. He's so nice to Arthur and just shows him everything that he's doing. Explains everything. Just a top 10. I mean, top notch. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Kind of guy. I love all these qualities out of a like 30 second clip in this whole series. (laughs) That's all I need. (laughs) When I was going through filling this out, my mind would go like, is Matt going to show up on this one? (laughs) Is Matt going to show up on this one? We have to kill suspense. Get him out on number four. I did. I wanted to put him in multiple categories. (laughs) That that was a rule that we couldn't. My favorite is how Matt has like ascended to Arthur stardom in my realm because of you, Lauren. (laughs) Oh my god! Because of you, he deserves it. I was watching a random Arthur clip of the Backstreet Boys special episode, and Matt is randomly in the background. Like they just had all these background characters, so I immediately sent it to Lauren because I was like, he comes again. Two episodes. So kind of him to show back up in my life. <laughs> I went with Harry Mills, which is Bitsy's, which is ironic since I see myself unlike Bitsy, but Bitsy's new bow won't get into the spoilers of how it works out. Can't spoiler Arthur like that, but <laughs> I love Harry. He's like so funny, but he's 
clumsy. He's like not this perfect guy. He's down to earth. He has such a fun imagination. He has such a good relationship with Buster. I just feel like he's such a solid guy. And I don't know. I think I just always was like, he's really cool. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I would date him. So (laughs) (laughs) Harry Mills for life. And he always brings Boston cream pie. So can't go wrong with that. Any honorable mentions? I did have Mr. Rapburn as an honorable mention. (laughs) Just because I'm so curious about him. I know he probably wouldn't be into it. It would probably just have to be a platonic date. But I'm I'm just very curious to know more about him. I feel like we know bits and pieces about him. So I feel like I have a really good conversation with him. And I also just adore him. Like uh, Mostly I adore my favorite parts are when they imagine him dying of laughter at their <laughs> mistakes. So I don't The parts of him that I love are not actually real, I think. <laughs> So that's why he's not a But I also do love when he wears t-shirts and when he takes his suit coat off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm dead. My honorable mention was Alberto. So this would be if he was older, of course, but next door neighbor, Alberto. Mostly because of the one episode when he is his introduction episode. And Arthur just keeps saying all these stupid things and Alberto has to keep putting up with it. And he's like calling him for help and understanding the Spanish version of Bionic Bunny. Very patient. He's got a good sense of humor and he plays Kendo, which is so cool. So big fan of Alberto over here. Number five is, which Arthur character can you not stand? Pickles. (laughs) What a good one. (laughs) The local circus clown who does gigs in Elwood City, including birthday parties and Elwood City's annual downtown day. (laughs) I hate clowns. So therefore, I hate a clown in Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) And he's allergic to Pal. (laughs) (laughs) So yes. my first thought was the Tibble twins. Oh, um, probably because when I was a kid, they drove me crazy. It's like these children are out of control. They're so <laughs> naughty. Such bad friends. I'd have to go back. I know there's parts that I love and they're hilarious in some episodes, but that was my first instinct. Just like just horrible kids. Just oh, rotten. I love Tommy and Timmy. I will not stand for their slander. My pick is Cousin Cora. Because she is the absolute worst. She's the one who, when DW's aunt is getting married and she comes and stays over and she has like the deodorant and all this stuff. And oh, she's just so annoying and I despise her. So can't stand Cousin Cora. Any honorable mentions here? I honorable mentioned the Tibble twins as well. Welcome. (laughs) No. (laughs) You are welcome here. And Ed crosswire oh my gosh muffy's dad rubs me the wrong way a lot of the time i feel like he's snooty and stuck up and he just thinks he's the best he reminds he just has this arrogance about him and i think he just thinks he can throw money at anything and that will solve the problem it's true and crosswire in real life would bother me so much but i just he's kind of a um the gilderoy lockhart where i just like adore him as a fictional character but in real life i would despise him <laughs> Well, he was my like third. So no, I no. was like I'm not trying to diss your choices. Well. I will diss Timmy and Tommy, however. <laughs> Rachel, I just feel like No, they also are annoying and wreak havoc, but I just love them so much. I feel like maybe they get like more fleshed out as the seasons go on. And so there's like 
redeemable qualities. But yeah, it's probably because I like DW and I feel like they're just sometimes are so awful to her that I maybe dislike them for that as well. Valid. My honorable mention was DW's best friend, Emily. I feel like she is so annoying sometimes. <laughs> I was rewatching some episodes and I was like, Emily is just the worst. Like she <laughs> thinks she's better than DW. She's always speaking French. Um, nothing wrong with that but (laughs) just like she thinks she's fancy and it seems like she's always kind of egging dw on or at least inspiring dw to make the bad decisions Mm. so that's what i thought of her my only other one was mrs bofini mostly because i just wanted to give her a shout out she's the substitute teacher who like talks while she's chewing i'm just like spell (laughs) apple (laughs) (laughs) so just a shout out to her our next category is our favorite obscure male. Bailey, Carson, Love, Belvedere the Third. Oh my gosh. He is Muffy's chauffeur and sometimes the Crosswire family butler. <laughs> I love. I just like have this image in my head of him like carrying all of her luggage. <laughs> it, it actually says in the thing that he's often seen carrying her luggage around. And I <laughs> so funny (laughs) he follows muffy's orders without question even when her instructions are extreme such as driving the limo dangerously or towing muffy while on her bicycle (laughs) so i just like feel like it's so funny i just love him and i feel like he's pretty obscure he is and he has a great appreciation for art that is fleshed out in later seasons so an icon yes and he apparently went to the same elementary school as Mr. Ratburn, <gasps> where they played in a school band together. Adorable. What? Deep cut lore. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <gasps> and even more deep cut about this obscure male, male character, he was initially called James. Hmm. I like Bailey more. I do too. The name Bailey is based on the show director of Arthur, Greg Bailey. Ah, um, sure. Yeah. So That's cute. My obscure favorite male character. Mine, speaking of James, is James from DW's class. Oh, adorable. He's this tiny little bunny. He's got glasses. (laughs) I just think he's so cute. He is adorable. And that's it. (laughs) Uh, My favorite is Mr. Price Jones. (laughs) He's uh, the rival elementary school teacher at the, like, fair, the Renaissance fair that they go to. I think Mr. Rappard had him as a child when he was a child and he's the one who sings here's a song that's more historical than musical (laughs) so i just and he makes his students his third graders learn latin i love him he's an icon any honorable mentions i did have i just found this on like the some list somewhere aloysius zimmerplatz aloysius zimmerplatz is on mine too because he's an icon i love (laughs) him Two, I ran out of room again. <laughs> At least you don't have a name like Aloysius Zimmerplatz. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I think he only exists for that joke. Like, <laughs> Truly. He shows up ever again. I mean, he does make background appearances. His adorable little glasses and bowl cut. I also had Dr. Frederick Fugue, who has a two-episode appearance. He's Arthur's piano teacher, and then he's also a choir director at one point. Mr. Sipple, who is the Reed's neighbor before the casinos move in. He's the one that, like, has the singing fish that he gives to DW. And he also runs out and gives them a cabbage, and he has, like, just come from the bath. (laughs) 
Yes. And Mr. Marco, Arthur's second grade teacher. He kind of scares me a little bit. (laughs) More than Mr. Rathburn. Oh, yeah. I think he's got kind of a mustache that's intimidating. (laughs) Facial hair out. Our next category is our favorite obscure female. Okay, I feel like mine's not the most obscure character, but Rubella. (gasps) So great. older sister. I just feel like she's so amusing to me. Like with her paranormal and psychic phenomenon. And yeah, I just feel like she's always speaking dramatically. And I just find her hilarious. <laughs> Rubella is so great. Oh my gosh. I love it when she's talking about like our ancestors who were Transylvanian commuters. And Buster's like, <laughs> wow, her ancestors were commuters. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Arthur's the best. My favorite obscure female character. She's not very obscure. You're bringing up some really obscure. Characters. I know. I'm going deep, <laughs> and I expected nothing less. <laughs> um, is Nadine DW's imaginary friend? I just think Nadine is always so supportive, so sweet, always just like a Jiminy Cricket kind of a person that always kind of tries to help DW make good choices and. I always love when DW is talking to Nadine and then it cuts to someone else being like, is she talking to herself? (laughs) And I love the episode when she first, is it when she first has an imaginary friend and her dad's trying to navigate Nadine. They're trying to use Nadine to like convince DW to do stuff. Anyways. Yeah. I I think she's a fun character. And I always wish when I was little that I could have a Nadine that I could imagine and she would talk to me and it wasn't just my imagination that it was real like in mm-hmm. Arthur. I know I was always so impressed with DW's imagination because I was like I could never conjure up another being. <laughs> my favorite obscure female is Ms. McWord. <laughs> She's like basically the R.L. Stein. She writes all the scare your pants off books oh. and then she like comes to defend them. She's I forget what her her pen name is. E.A. DePoe, but Ms. McWord, and then it's Ed Crosswire's teacher, and he, like, wants her to read the books, you know, because he wants to ban all the Scare Your Pants Off books. But then she comes back for my favorite Arthur episode, which is the fright stuff, and she comes to read her book at Muffy's Halloween party, and I always was just like, what a legend. Love her so much. Any honorable mentions? I have Mrs. Barnes. Incredible, oh, Annie. Biggie's mom. I just yes. love her. She's great. Oh my gosh. Um, I forgot her name, but I have the lady that sings. I like fudge. Oh, I like fudge. I have it on here somewhere. I think it's is it Mrs. Sweetwater? I think so. Probably. And Mrs. Fink is the other one, but I think it's Mrs. Sweetwater, who's the rabbit. Uh, yeah. Any lady who can play guitar, <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I had Paige Turner, the librarian, who has a double double watch action. Love her. <laughs> so many great lines from her. The fancy schmancy sign. <laughs> I did not know her name was Paige Turner. Paige Turner. Sorry, that's like when Sarah texted that to us. I think that's when I was the only one who responded because that was. I didn't. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, Sarah that's found really funny that that's her name, <laughs> and she does have some great lines and moments. Right? Like, especially in the nightmare sequences when she's, like, angry. (laughs) 
so good. I also just really quick had Marie-Hélène, who is Emily's nanny, <laughs> her French nanny. <laughs> also, Miss Krasny, the band teacher. I feel like she's great. Oh, that is a good one, Rach. And the dinosaur lady. I can't. Ranger Ruth or something like that. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye now. Yes, Annie. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> so scary. 10 out of 10. Oh, it's so good. Our next category is our favorite Arthur celebrity. Alex Trebek. Oh, I think he's called so good. Alex Lubeck. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about him on Arthur. I mean, even complete with his mustache before yes. his more recent look of being clean shaven. So he's rocking his mustache. On Riddle Quest. He's my favorite one. Oh, I love it. And you know Alex Trebek in real life is probably just so delighted to be a part of it because he's such a wholesome human being. Of course. So wholesome. Like, when he was going through his cancer stuff and the contestants would, like, answer their, like, answered, we love you, Alex, or something. Did you guys see that clip? I would cry. Oh, Annie, (laughs) I love that. It was, my love for Alex Trebek ran deeper than I knew. (laughs) <laughs> so great highly recommend his his memoir his autobiography okay okay highly recommend huh oh yeah big alex fans over here yeah i'm gonna say yo yo ma mm-hmm. because i love when they say yo mama says he's coming <laughs> but also i just think he looks so classy as a bunny 100 percent. i wish i could play the cello and I feel like I've said that many times, but... I think you should take it up. I just... It's a big commitment with an instrument like that. You can rent it. I was going to say, there's got to be a way you can rent it. And find someone who can teach me. YouTube. <laughs> These obstacles, we will not let stand in your way of your dreams. <laughs> amen, amen. Sad, oh, sad baby. Sad that you won't pursue your dreams of becoming a cellist. one day i obviously had to go for mr rogers i tried really hard but i couldn't like like i think i would learn to appreciate and love mr rogers outside of arthur just because of what he did i just didn't grow up on mr rogers unlike you annie who i think did watch him a lot arthur was my introduction to him and i just love mr rogers because of that singular episode it is probably in my top three favorite episodes of all time so I just love Mr. Rogers because of it. And such a gem. And I think it is influenced by his a word from Mr. Rogers when he's like so delighted about the animation process (laughs) in his Mr. Rogers way. (laughs) One of one of my favorite Mr. Rogers stories is that like that blind girl that wrote in. Have you guys heard about this? Mm. Well, he was like every time he would say he was feeding the fish because she was like worried about the fish. And so at the end of every, because she couldn't see him feeding the fish. So he would audibly say, I'm feeding the fish. That's amazing. <laughs> like, just the wholesomeness of that like, so wholesome. kills me. Honorable mentions. Well, I knew you guys would probably put Mr. Rogers, but I do think honorable mention. And Jack Perletsky. So glad you put him in. When he says that line. I hate contests. You're all winners. Sometimes I still have that go through my head in life. 
<laughs> and I love Alan Cumming, and he was on there, and he's on The Good Wife. Okay. So I like love him, and then Neil Gaiman. Yes, Neil Gaiman. So what are you doing all... in my falafel? <laughs> <laughs> those are all my honorable mentions I was like I love all of these <laughs> and I'm guessing Rachel will give an honorable mention to another crew pressure's on I had to honorably mention Matt Damon because I, I love that Sarah thinks he's the most hideous thing in the world he's so terrifying <laughs> he's so scary <laughs> also I went back and watched some of that episode and my favorite part is Arthur's imagining that Matt Damon hates him and he says that kid will never eat lunch in this town again and he says he doesn't live in this town he says well he'll never eat lunch in his town and then it cuts to Mrs. McGrady handing Arthur his lunch tray and then she gets a phone call and she's like oh okay Mr. Damon and she throws his lunch (laughs) I just love the idea of Mr. or Matt Damon having Mrs. McGrady's cell phone number (laughs) iconic um, and then the other one is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yes. I had never seen that episode. I started watching it and it was a little bit cringy <laughs> because Fern was such a good actress and then Muffy messed it up. But Philip is like super overacting in it and I love it. He's great. Now, I feel like you can do on a scale of Matt Damon to Matt, the garbage man. How attractive of you are you on as an Arthur episode? Oh, as an Arthur my character. Gosh. <laughs> Um, my other honorable mentions I did have Alex and Yo-Yo Ma because they're so standout I love Art Garfunkel I love that he came mm-hmm. and just sang so much I also love Michelle Kwan um, Taj Mahal was introduced to him via Arthur as well as I love that John Lewis came on it was a really cool episode and this is a kind of tongue in cheek but Wilbur Rabbit an in-universe celebrity. <laughs> Have to give him a shout out. The man who plays Bionic Buddy. <laughs> Those are some swell glasses, Artie. <laughs> oh. Alright. Okay, so now Rachel, it's... not yes. Backstreet Boys? Well, I know. I know. Annie. Nobody put Backstreet Boys. I'm shocked. I I just felt like my list was already too long. But yes. Okay, okay. To include five more people on it. You're right. What am I saying? Shout out to Howie, Nick, <laughs> AJ, Kevin. <laughs> and Brian. And now a word from us kids. Our two questions this time are what occupation would you have in the Arthur universe? And what is your most recent Arthur quote that you have used in real life. So Annie, your in-universe occupation. I would want to work at Once Upon a Time restaurant. I love it. Your waiter will be appearing in a moment to take your order. Oh my gosh, Annie. <laughs> ten out of ten, you've passed. You're hired. Like because I think when I was, you know, I had a job as a hostess at a really fun restaurant in Kauai oh. when I lived there. And so I feel like in the Arthur universe, it, it would be a really fun group of people working there. And you get to like dress up every night and just like fully inhabit this fun world. <laughs> and I bet you could take a ride on their moat like, Nightly. after hours. You could just go in those boats that they have. I think it'd be a great time, a great place to work. So happy you brought it up. 
I think I would want to work just at the Sugar Bowl. Classy. I did work at Cold Stone for a summer. The Sugar Bowl just seems more like, well, I won't say family friendly, but... (laughs) (laughs) Cold Stone is (laughs) R-rated. Just like a local store, you know, it's not a chain restaurant. Mm -hmm. They have fun flavors. Everybody hangs out there, so you'd see all your friends all the time. I said I had so many options. I couldn't figure it out. Because I was trying to think, like, what would be applicable to what I'm doing now. So I was like, ah, living in a different city. I'd be working in Crown City. But then I was like, no, I'd be working at Wonder World, which sounded terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Realistically, outside of what I do now, I was thinking it would be fun to work at the newspaper, which again is uh, antithetical to what I was saying that I wasn't like Bitsy. And then I did bring up Philip Seymour Hoffman that I'd like to work at his theater. (laughs) (laughs) Any of those, I suppose. I can narrow it down. All right, Annie, your most recently used Arthur quote. Rachel, if you worked at Wonder World, would you say, here's your barf bags? Would that be your job handing out (laughs) barf bags? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, that's the Wonder World. Maybe this is why I thought of the occupation when I was thinking about my quote that I'd use. I sent a picture to, I think, Rachel, Elizabeth, and Catherine of Aubrey one day when she had eaten spinach. And she just had it like all over her face. And so I wrote, and lots and lots of spinach. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. I think that's the most recent quote that I've used. But thanks to the podcast, <laughs> there have been many times where our neighbor's name is Steve. And yes. he has this little dog. And Aubrey loves to try and see the little dog outside the window. And so we're usually looking out the window multiple times a day. And so sometimes if Steve's out there, in my mind, I'll be like, okay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I, think about the, I think about that quote more because I think Catherine re- referenced it more recently on your last Arthur episode. Yes. So, so I good. also felt like I needed to shout out that <laughs> particular oh that's right Steve but I always think of Steve when I see him out there I love that mine was hey look guys I'm Arthur (laughs) it's from Arthur's glasses when Buster at first is defending Arthur Arthur's glasses when Francie's making fun of him and then when Arthur's not there Buster just gets two glasses like drinking glasses at the cafeteria and there's no explanation why <laughs> just puts them on his eyes and said hey look guys I'm Arthur just so savage but I just I watched that episode yesterday because I was trying to figure out my favorite characters then at dinner there were two really long drinking glasses so I said hey look guys I'm Arthur and then I sent a picture to Rachel and Sarah and Catherine oh my gosh it's so funny Today I posted a story on my Instagram of <laughs> he's not a peanut, he's a pecan. It's just <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing else. And I'm just like, the amount of people who follow my regular Instagram who are gonna be like, huh? <laughs> I do feel like I think they're really starting to like us is something that pops into my head quite frequently. So it's along those same, it's like right after that moment. So just that whole episode is always living rent-free in my head. <laughs> Back into it, we're at number nine. We're compiling a friend group. And I will i must confess, this was really just so I could include more characters that didn't fit into other categories. But we've just 
it was compile a friend group of five to seven people i love the brain the brain is one of my favorite arthur characters and i he wasn't fitting in another category for me so i did put the brain because i also feel like if you know he would be very interesting to hang out with somebody that always had like a ready fact about something and could i would learn so much hanging out with him so he's there mrs mcgrady just because who wouldn't want her in your friend group especially with her like savvy she's got the pulse on the youth working in the cafeteria you know (laughs) she knows she knows the terms she knows gleeper she can translate oh my gosh like (laughs) all the slang that (laughs) i don't know these days 10 out of 10 (laughs) um steals kills me every time (laughs) um i do also love like buster actually so i would want him in my friend group just for like the the comedic jokes Mm-hmm. and Arthur I love Arthur and I didn't have him anywhere else like I just felt like I would really want him in my friend group and then also the person I aspired to be like I want to Ellen in my friend group so I love it and that's it so good lots of crossover here Buster is one of my favorite characters so definitely put Buster Binky both of them make me laugh so I want both of them in my friend group and Sue Ellen because she's just really cool and she brings a lot of knowledge, like outside knowledge, lots of cool ideas. Um, I put Fern because I think I would get along really well with Fern because I am so similar to her. I also said that horse boy that teaches Catherine how to ride a horse. Oh my gosh. Flash Francine, but mostly Catherine. I forgot his name. Stanley. I did say George. I did mention him slightly before that. I, I also think I'm very similar to George. And then that boy in, no, <laughs> sorry, that boy in um that episode about Buster's joke that says, oh dear, oh my, oh, <laughs> I want to know that boy. Oh I need my him gosh. in my life. <laughs> I feel like I'm realizing that Fern never appeared on my list anywhere, and that is such an oversight on my part because I do I feel like when I was little I was like Fern is so boring and annoying and like everything that I despise which is like just being quiet and shy and that was like something that I actively fought against and hated within myself and now that I'm older I'm like no Fern is such a boss like I love her spooky side and I love her I don't know I didn't hate her but I just felt like she was probably one of my least favorite characters But now that I'm older and wiser, I respect her for who she is. I stuck pretty hard to the no repeats on this list. So I feel like if I was trying to create my perfect Arthur friend group, it would look slightly different. But for now, Rattles, because I adore him. I think he has this uncanny sense of humor that would always just lighten the mood. Molly. Apparently, I just want to be a tough customer. (laughs) But I always loved Molly, too. I feel like she and I would get along. Um, She's just a bit, like, rough around the edges, but has a lot of wisdom. Mr. Haney? No, I do not want him. (laughs) I want Mr. Haney in my friend group. Oh, my gosh. He's so sweet. He's very bumbly, but he, he, like, always has things happen to him. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I just adore Mr. Haney. I need him around always. Oliver Frensky, of course. 
I adore him. He needs to be there. Prunella as well. I feel like people have despised Prunella. I love her. Maybe it's because I see too much of myself in her. DW, this is such an eclectic friend group. Like, I don't know that we would all hang out at the same time, but um, and then I also included Buster as well. So I really went for people who would make me laugh or who would like um, help invent interesting or funny scenarios to be in. And there's not really any honorable mentions for the category, so we'll go ahead and move on. Number 10, um, your favorite adult. I feel like this um, will be... I would be surprised if someone else doesn't happen, but David Reed. I love that he has a catering business. His He's just so funny to me, he, like his sense of humor and just the way he is. One thing I didn't know about him is that his paternal family is originally from Ohio and still owns a llama breeding farm there. So yeah, I just really like Arthur's dad. I feel like he's everything you would want as a, as a dad involved and loving and caring and just shows up for his kids so he's my favorite adult I also put David Reed (laughs) I think I've talked about him before on one of our Arthur episodes I just think he's the best dad he's funny and he sings (laughs) on that one CD that Rachel has (laughs) and he has a good voice I want to know more about his past like i just watched the episode about arthur's eyes and dw finds a picture of jane and david in their groovy disco era yeah and david's got this huge beard i want to know more about that david oh my gosh i love it i had such a hard time i said the reed parents i cheated at my own categories i if i had to absolutely pick i would also probably pick david but I do adore Jane, and I love the unit that they have together, their parental unit. I think they are such model parents. They're so delightful. And I have always loved the way that they they shared parenting responsibilities, but then also, like, the financial and, you know, job aspects of parenting, too. That it wasn't like this, oh, the dad goes to work and the mom stays at home. Like, I, I appreciate that. I feel like there was more of a balance where they both were involved in both things and how that's not necessarily always modeled on television, especially children's television. So, and they always feel so involved and so wise, but they also made mistakes. Like, they're just the best cartoon parents anyone could ask for. So, I love them. And I also love the nightmare versions of them, too. Like, Jane, when she's like, but Kate is a baby! Like, her evil voice. I don't know. It's so clear in my head. And just Arthur's dad's gasp always is the most legendary. <laughs> so, any honorable mentions? I put Mr. Ratburn and Mr. Haney. Mm-hmm. I also said the crosswires. Eddie, I know what you said, and I agree. And and crosswire is the worst, but he's so funny. Like, he cracks me up just in his being so awful. It's so funny to me. I also said Mrs. Tibble. She's, like, very incompetent in a lot of ways, but I think when you look at, like, she's trying to raise her grandsons, and you don't know what their family situation is like. Like, I don't know. I just think I have a lot of sympathy or empathy for for that that situation she's doing the best she can i also put the barneses down here because they're great <laughs> and grandma thora and grandpa dave as well so 
just amazing adult characters in Arthur. All right. And our next category is the Arthur character who you think would be the best person to talk to on the phone. Your best phone friend. Muffy. Because she is so opinionated. And I feel like she very much keeps like tabs on what's going on with who. And I feel like she would spill the tea. <laughs> she would not hesitate to tell me the dirt on Elwood City. Oh my and I'm gosh. Here for that. I love it. Lauren? Um, I said Mrs. McGrady here. And maybe that's because she's always on the phone, I feel like. <laughs> but I feel like she similar things. Like she knows what's going on. She has a lot of things to say. It might turn into it. This is how usually when I talk on the phone with people, I just sit there and say, Oh yeah. Yeah, and they just keep talking and talking and talking. So that's probably what would happen, which isn't my favorite, but that's who came to mind. I also said Mrs. McGrady. I feel like someone I'd want to talk to on the phone for hours, she would have to give me some really good advice. She'd also, like, I feel like she can talk about nothing for a long time. Like, and exactly what you're saying, when Arthur's trying to, like, talk to her about the brownies or something, and she's, like, talking about the fire dog or the the firehouse they're getting a new dog and she's like going on and on about what to name him and like cannot be interrupted I'm like yes go Mrs. McGrady she always has such deep profound advice green gloop love Mrs. (laughs) McGrady what an icon for the ages honorable mentions I did also say Nadine here um for a lot of the reasons that you said earlier Lauren and then also Adil, because I love Adil. This is Arthur's pen pal from Turkey. Oh. And I just feel like he has such um, interesting perspectives and great advice for Arthur. So it'd be fun to have a good friend like that, even though it would be difficult getting our hours to our time zones to line up. All right. Our next category is the outfit that you would want. I put Nadine lumbergast here because i'm all about the comfort and mm-hmm. her little blue nightgown dress <laughs> mumu looks very comfortable oh my gosh also lumbergast and, didn't know that was her last name i don't think well apparently flumber f o l u m b r g a s t and I also, when I was looking up her outfit, just because I wanted to make sure it was what I would have remembered, that I saw a little thing that said, Nadine is thought to be a squirrel or a puppy. Oh. And I was like, didn't know that either. Never <laughs> thought about what kind of animal she was. Right. So that was kind of fun. I said Muffy. Mm-hmm. I feel like her purple dress is something that I would wear under like the collared shirt and the two braids. I like to wear my hair like that a lot just has very fashionable clothes i feel like she brings them out sometimes with the very fancy dresses and stuff so i would love to swap with her sometimes um i put katherine fredsky <laughs> i love the like comfy turtleneck and then the jean jacket and then just like her leggings and sneakers i don't know it's always been a look that i was like could never pull it off but i love it so much it looks so comfy but it's hip and stylish i just think Catherine is that older sister that you always look up to as this fashionista. Any other honorable mentions? Well, clearly I'm not a 
older sister to look up to as a fascination because I want to wear Nadine <laughs> shapeless baggy tube dress. Oh my gosh, Eddie, it's too funny. Oh. I don't have any honorable mentions for this one. My other ones are Rubella because I feel like her outfits are just wild. And then also Sue Ellen's mom because she has such a an eclectic collection from all the places that they've lived in. So just a fun wardrobe. All right. Number 13 is the Arthur ship. Who do you ship? I'm so excited to hear what you guys say. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This one I have multiple on. <gasps> Um, but I, I'll do honorable mentions. So okay. my initial answer is really boring. So it's Francine and Arthur. Mm. That's who I always was like, one day they're going to end up together. Those crazy kids. <laughs> At first I said Sue Ellen and Binky mm. because of Sue Ellen's last diary. Binky imagines that Sue Ellen is confessed her love for him in her diary but my favorite part is she brings a mariachi band outside Binky's window and that's always been one of my favorite Arthur moments since I have rewatched as an adult because I love mariachis so I said I'll, um oh sorry. I'll just I'm gonna talk about my my real one later okay you guys I only had one I'm so excited to hear others I actually said Sue Ellen and Arthur are my oh. ship I I know I really got talked into it because of my Arthur podcast that I've been listening to but like it is in that diary episode at the very end when she's like oh Arthur I'm glad you didn't read what I wrote about you in there like I think Sue Ellen is harboring this little crush for Arthur and as they get older I don't know I just think their personalities line up just right and I ship it all right lay it on me these honorable mentions okay I also put George and Fern, mm-hmm. Molly and Rattles. Yes, yes. agree. <laughs> and I actually think Sue Ellen and the Brain. Out of everything we've said, so Team Maddles, Raleigh. What would be their couple? <laughs> Maddles, I think <laughs> definitely. I am absolutely Team Maddles. Out of everything that's been said, <laughs> they're a good match, right? Yeah. Like, and they look good similar, together. Yeah, similar friend group. And yeah, there's just something about them. I was like, oh yeah, they're definitely a couple. And like Molly is more hot-headed and Rattles is a little bit more laid back. But like he doesn't just, he's not a pushover. I don't know. I feel like he would defend her honor. Like mm-hmm. no question. And I think they can like tease each other and kind of bully each other. and <laughs> Yeah. But in a loving way because they're friends. And I think like the Tough Customers group goes through a lot of falling out, especially with Binky and like some of the, there's like random kids who appear from time to time. But like Molly and Rattles are there. They're a constant. I love it. Lauren, did you have any others? Yeah, my, so it was Swillen and Binky and I went back and watched that episode and then I was like, okay, Swillen and Arthur are the real ship because (gasps) of the end of that episode. Because she says, I wrote some pretty nice things about you. And she's so flirty. And then mm-hmm. Arthur blushes. And I was like, I need more of this. <laughs> but that's the end. I know. But I do feel like, I don't know that in, I mean, obviously this is not real. But 
Arthur and Francine, I feel like, will always be friends. Like, that is a certainty. Even if they never end up getting together, I think they're always, like, going to be the best of friends. But when I was little, it totally was Francine and Arthur for me. I guess I just feel like they have these flash forwards sometimes where Arthur and Francine are, like, married. Mm. And so I feel like, you know, big picture endgame. Like, he might have a thing with Sue Ellen along the way. But endgame, I think it's Francine. Mm-hmm. okay um and i also feel like long term to ellen and the brain like would have more in in common or i can just see them like traveling places and doing animal conservation work together and oh my gosh i just feel like sue ellen is her and arthur have a fling but it's not okay, okay. it's not long term <laughs> I was going to say, I don't like the one projection. They learned in the magic toolbox because Francine's like, Buster Baxter, whatever happened to him? And I'm like, no, Arthur and Buster are friends for life. They never, they never fell apart. Like, no, this future is not real. Oh, so you're saying in the future where they're married, they're not really married in the future because Buster Baxter will never be forgotten. (laughs) Yes. Okay, <laughs> point well taken. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. All right, our number 14 is, oh my gosh, the Arthur character who deserves their own spinoff series. Kate. Oh. Because it would be really fun to, like, see her grow up and you could have, like, all the characters, like, keep coming back in, popping in and out. But you could also introduce, like, a whole new generation of Elwood city characters and you can even do like some funny stuff with like her little perspective from when she was like a little baby and saw these things happening and I think they did like you know this is way spoilery so but the very last episode of Arthur that I've seen I think it mentions that one of the characters is a teacher and Kate is his student and so I just am like, it just got me thinking like, oh, how fun would it be to have like Kate? I feel like she would tie the old world of Arthur and the new world. And like, you'd still get the reads and, but it would could be like a fresh female take. I feel like there could be this like tragic episode because they do have these episodes where she and Pal go on adventures. And like, what's the point when she stops being able to communicate with Pal and like, oh, what a heartbreaking episode that would be but i'm totally on board with this annie go pitch it to pbs uh, the worst episode that would be so that is why she'll always have to turn yeah. <laughs> no matter she how grown up she, with, she was just born with the ability to speak to animals Ooh. that's her spin um <gasps> yes sold sign still delivered we've got a fantasy element yeah and then I'm what sold. more could a tv executive want Maybe it answers Nothing. the age-old question of animal hierarchy in Arthur, of which animals <laughs> are able to talk and which ones are pets. <laughs> this is the one I would want Matt the Garbage Man again, because <laughs> I want to know more about him, but I can't choose him again. So I chose the thesaurus. Oh! <laughs> Even though I hate him, I think he's <laughs> so scary, but I think it'd be a cool TV show. Like, he'd teach you about words, and uh, I feel like that fantasy world that DW dreams of could be interesting. 
bring I'm in the board. fantasy versions of all the characters. Sheesh. I love him. He has the cutest little mortarboard hat. Oh, he's so adorable. I said Mr. Morris. Oh, <laughs> Because I feel like in eight, the April 9th episode in the fire and you find out his backstory and like how he used to be a dog groomer and then he's like so fascinated with aliens and he plays the accordion like I just think he has this incredible other life and then you could also experience like see all that he had to put up with at Lakewood Elementary I just love Mr. Morris and I feel like it would be a funny spinoff I love that idea PBS come to us now our rates aren't that high don't let Arthur die any (laughs) honorable mentions Binky Mm -hmm. I just feel like that man has got a heart of gold and an adventurous soul (laughs) and (laughs) who wouldn't want to follow him. I also just think he's so funny. I just love Binky. So I would love spinoff. He's so lovable. I love it. I did put Bailey down because I think he also has this other life. But my real honorable mention is Pickles the Clown. (laughs) Rachel, no, you did not. I legitimately have it written down. No, you did not. (laughs) Hold that closer. I don't believe you. No. <laughs> Rachel, nobody would watch that. Who would, watch, would that? watch that? It's not for kids. Nobody I would just watch think, that. Like you Nobody you wants be- <laughs> Nobody wants to watch the live stories of clowns or people that are clowns in their spare time. <laughs> nobody. I just think like he would have such an interesting clowning in Elwood City. Like he has a lot of gigs to get to and there's a lot of interesting stories there also being so deathly allergic to dogs and having to work in a city that some of the population are people dogs like i think there's a lot of really interesting stuff there and i I put it on my list for that reaction alone so i cannot get on board with this in any way shape or form awful (laughs) oh my gosh All right, we have somehow made it to our final category too soon. Our last one is the Arthur character who teaches you the most. Okay, I sassily thought Brain, Uh uh aka Alan Powers. What a great name. But really, truly, I actually think it's DW. Mm. I just was thinking about how how hard it is sometimes to be a kid. And DW just seems like she has challenges and struggles and tackles them like head on and with like honest emotional feeling and I think she's just at this age where we can see all of a little bit of ourselves in DW and the good and the bad I mean one of the episodes that also I feel like makes this point for me better than I can say is the episode where her bird dies Spanky right it's just like so tender And I just feel like that is a sweet episode about grief and continuing to move on in life. Not move on, but just continue to live while missing the old. So that's my answer. DW, read. Love. My answer was also DW! (laughs) (laughs) And we have such similar thoughts. Um, And I really take it as a compliment when I match you. Same. I do too. I think at first I was thinking DW taught me how to be sarcastic (laughs) and sassy, but I think I actually learned that from my dad, but I do appreciate (laughs) DW's sassiness. 
but yeah, same thing that she has to figure a bunch of stuff out. And I feel like we we learn a lot with her and with her and Arthur together. Like they like learning how to deal with the relationship with your siblings. I think that impacted me a lot to watch DW and Arthur kind of navigate their relationship and get over their problems and their arguments and that you can still be happy siblings even if you fight sometimes and even if they're the worst <laughs> then you can still be friends i did say binky he is such a dynamic character and this example of like not judging yourself and not judging other people and not taking it at people at face value and giving yourself permission to pursue your passions even though he doesn't always do that um i love i feel like he's such a well-rounded character and such a complicated character um where muffy you can kind of boil down to mostly being like the spoiled rich kid not that she doesn't have her moments of growth or um complications or chances to be a bit more well-rounded but i feel like binky is fleshed out so well from the get-go his episodes are usually my favorite and yeah just i i really appreciate that permission to try new things and explore hobbies that are outside of what people perceive you would enjoy. Any honorable mentions? I just want to add to what you're saying a little bit and that I do feel like the trajectories and arcs of Binky and DW, I think they are characters who really grow and develop the most, like from maybe what they could be typecast as. It's like the bratty little sister versus the school bully and then seeing their like become more fleshed out as a more well-rounded characters and just them going through things and I feel like you really care about Binky and DW so well put if only our world were inhabited by these Arthur characters and that we could come in contact with them every day but thank heavens that we get to whenever we want to turn on an episode of Arthur but thank you both of you for exploring the world and universe of Arthur. It's just been delightful. It really has. Well said, Rachel. So great to see you both. Love you. And thanks for including me on this fun podcast. So happy. I'll have to double check our records, but I think you're on to host another one at some point. So hopefully. Fantastic. You took the words right out of my mouth, PG. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're recording. (laughs) Did you catch my reference? When you said how exciting. (laughs) When I said, oh, no. (laughs) That Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) I did not remember that. I am in love with that video. I know you are. (laughs) I'm back. Sorry when I (laughs) plug my headphones in it disconnects me and I never remember that. Sad. So. <laughs> Aubrey making her podcast debut. You're welcome, Aubrey. <laughs> oh, that's me. Now I'm unmuting you. Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my she's so beautiful. Yeah, like it doesn't pick up at all. So it doesn't do mm-hmm. the little beep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just mute when I'm not talking and then when I'm talking we'll I'll Silencio. <laughs> Do you remember when we were I in feel like I'm back at the van again. Like... <laughs>
Hey, when you ask us <laughs> to be quiet per- periodically. When you're in the Sistine Chapel, you're not supposed to talk. And so the guards in there, like if anybody started talking, they would just go, shh, silencio, silencio. silence, please. <laughs> so just like, yeah. would come like every 30 seconds. <laughs> wow, that keeps it real silent. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I actually talked myself. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs>